finishing techniques with consistent quality. Before you start work on your next job site, be sure to check out their website, finishingchicago.com, your free resource to find quality finishing contractors. Proud partner of the White Sox Radio Network. I am your tech-savvy AI assistant. At Hyundai, all our 2024 models offer tech-savvy features, like available digital key and complimentary Blue Link Plus. It's user-friendly technology. I'm friendly. Can you figure out time travel? Yes. It's your journey. Own every mile. Now lease the 2024 Hyundai Tucson for $279 per month. Or get 2.99% APR or $1,500 bonus cash. See your local Chicago and Northwest Indiana Hyundai dealer today. Offer ends October 2nd. Call 224-661-0068 for details. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. O'Reilly Auto Parts' new Brake Mess Select Pro brand raises the bar for the best aftermarket domestic brake pads and rotors available. For vehicle-specific friction formulations, quiet tech noise-canceling shims, and stainless steel hardware, choose Brake Mess Select Pro. Professional-grade brakes from the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Welcome back to the post-game show here on the White Sox Hard Rock Casino Radio Network. I'm Connor McKnight. 3-0 the final. Diamondbacks win. The Diamondbacks are on 84 and 74. Ten games over. The White Sox are 60 and 98, which means they've got to go two and uh, three and one, actually, to avoid a 100-loss season in the final four games. They'll finish off a series against the Diamondbacks tomorrow and then play three against the San Diego Padres. The Diamondbacks are very much in the thick of the NL wildcard race. The Phillies punched their ticket last night. They look like they're going to get that first wildcard spot. In fact, I think that's all pretty much set. They're 88-69. and 69. The Diamondbacks are five games back in the loss column there. The Cubs are 82 and 75 game and a half behind the Diamondbacks for the second wild card spot. Cubs are in if the series if the season rather ended today, but they have not been playing well of late and the Marlins are a half game behind and chasing them down. The Marlins meanwhile, however, are trailing 4 nothing to the Mets in game 1 of a doubleheader. They'll play the Mets again tonight. There was some drama here too because earlier in the day there were reports that the Marlins were upset with the Mets. And that's because they'd left the tarp off the infield as some storms rolled through Queens. It is not uncommon, the Mets said, to let the field take a little water, but they didn't slap the tarp back on in time to uh, abate some of that water landing on the infield and then give them a chance to get the field ready for play for yesterday's ball game. So the Marlins, in the thick of a playoff race, had their ire irked a bit by the Mets. Mets, of course, out of it. They're 71 and 85. The Marlins now trailing 4 nothing in game number one of that doubleheader. Also of note, the Cincinnati Reds are a game and a half behind the Cubs for that final NL wildcard spot. Not much baseball left to play, but the Reds do get the Guardians. That's a little bit later tonight. The Rays and Orioles are still duking it out for top spot in the AL East. The Rays are hosted by the Boston Red Sox this evening. The Orioles will be hosting the Washington Nationals. The Orioles, as a franchise, you know, going through some high times and at 98 and 59, one of the better teams they've ever had. Uh, but they're mourning the passing of Brooks Robinson. He passed away yesterday at the age of 86, an all time Hall of Famer and one of the 
greatest, if not the best, defensive third baseman to have ever played, the 1964 MVP. And if you haven't seen highlights of Brooks Robinson in the World Series, some of this, I mean, the World Series MVP he won might have been one of the most dominant World Series performances you'd seen in that era. I'm talking the 10 years before, maybe even 10 years after. Uh, That's with the offense he put together and the defense he displayed, that the highlight you likely have in your head of Robinson going deep into foul territory from third and winging a ball over his head over to first base is from that series. Uh, The Blue Jays and Yankees will play tonight. The Cubs get the Braves, as we mentioned before. Uh, The Twins are in. The Brewers are in. The Dodgers are in. They'll all play a little bit later tonight. One series that is very much of note, has a lot in balance in the American League, that's the Astros at the Mariners. That's obviously late being in Seattle. The Mariners are 85 and 72. They beat the Astros last night. They're 86 and 72. Houston is currently holding the third wild card spot in the American League. Seattle's a half game out. The AL West standings are still bunched, however, and. While the Rangers lead by two and a half games over Houston, the Mariners are only three back there. So we could see a lot of pushing and shoving and elbow throwing in that AL West before it's all said and done. We'll take a quick break. we hear from Pedro Grafal when we come back. 3 nothing. the final Diamondbacks over the White Sox on the Hard Rock Casino White Sox Network. Crash, bang, suddenly you are on the DL. If that happens as a result of somebody else's negligence, we can help. I'm Jim Morisi, Chicago personal injury lawyer. Our experienced attorneys and support staff will talk with you during a free consultation, tell you your options, and ensure that you take the right steps throughout the entire process. Visit us at MauriciLongo.com. That's M-O-R-I-C-I-L-O-N-G-O.com. Your future is our priority. Everyone knows that Chicago is the city with big buses. From Chinatown to Greek Town, it's all a windy city limousine town. You see those beautiful buses and cars everywhere. Don't let another day go by without booking a bus or black car so you can do it in style. Hey, maybe that should be our new motto, do it in style. Please vote at 866-94-WINDY or visit WindyCityLimos.com. P.S. We are worldwide. Digging on your property is no game. Striking a buried utility line can knock out critical services, cause serious damage, harm your family or neighbors, even cost you your life. Don't play with your safety. Contact Julie before you dig to request utilities locate their underground lines for free. Every project, every time. Dig safely and everyone wins. Calling all baseball fans. Are you ready to hit a home run with your wallet? Sell your old vehicle for cash today with Pick Your Part. They're the cleanup hitters of the auto industry, willing to pay you top dollar for your old car, truck, or SUV. Whether you're facing a curveball or a fastball, their team is ready to swing for the fences and make you an offer you can't refuse. Their all-star lineup of representatives will even pick it up for you. So don't sit on the bench and let your vehicle collect dust. Step up to the plate and call 800-962-CARS for a free quote today. Pick Your Part makes selling your vehicle as easy as a base hit. Dial 800-962-CARS. That's right, 800-962-2277. And let them be your MVP today. There's something truly satisfying about a freshly mowed lawn, or the feeling you get when your pressure washer removes all that dirt and grime. I'm Jim from Power Equipment Direct. We're experts at this, and we've set up our online superstore right here in Chicagoland to help you with all your home and garden projects. Go to PowerEquipmentDirect.com and find everything. 
The Waddle and Sylvie podcast is brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. Sign up using promo code WMVP at sportsbook.draftkings.com. Waddle and Sylvie are back. Are back. Follow the show on Twitter at Waddle and Sylvie and at TWaddle87. This is ESPN Chicago, Chicago's home for sports. 3 2. In the air, out towards right center. Suzuki the call. No, no, no. Oh, my goodness. And two-run score. Suzuki called off Bellinger. And just the miscommunication, or maybe he lost it in the lights. I'm not sure. I'm thinking maybe some lights at the end. The trajectory of that fly ball, that's one we see in a lot of ballparks. Get hung up in the lights. You see it at Wrigley from time to time. I need a sports hog. <laughs> you I need like one like waddle. You, were, you look like you were being held hostage today underneath your kid's swing set. I was swinging on a tire. Swinging on a tire in uh, Chicago sports sadness. Yeah, that's uh, that's where we are these days. Um, and there's still hope. Don't get me wrong. It well, is the time. one thing, one thing about your baseball team that I think has been as admirable as anything this year is when they get down, they don't stay down. You know what I mean? They're pretty resilient crew. So I wouldn't be shocked tonight if they went out and beat the Braves. Candelario is back in the lineup today, coming off the uh, injured list. So uh, look, today uh, is Tyon, and you paid Tyon oh a ton of money. And he did not live up to what you expected from, from Jamison Tyon. Um, there's been a couple of moments when he did pitch okay, um, but for the most part, he's had a down year. If there was ever a time that he needed to pick up his team and, and, and show his Cubs teammates that he's worth the money and show Cubs fans that he is worth the money, it is tonight in Atlanta against that really, really good lineup. Um, and then you can validate that contract. They need him tonight because I have a feeling that that Cubs team is going to be a little bit hungover, a little bit shaken. They had a 6 nothing lead yesterday. Waddle, I got in my car. We were at Few Whiskey last night. Mm-hmm. And I got to tell you, I didn't even put the game on uh, on my car ride home. Presumptuous. It was 6 to nothing. Cap was, as you said, I heard you join Cap in Hoodie for a Waddle Wednesday. And you described Cap as beaming. He you was. know, Hoodie was doing his uh, Skip Carey impersonation all yep. night. Yep. And, and like, uh, every minute... Cap was doing up oh, it Cubs up two nothing, Cubs up four nothing, it's five nothing, it's six nothing, Steel had the good stuff. And, and like and shame on me. I but just it's the uh, Braves. The Braves I know. six runs a game this hey, year almost. Yesterday I told you it was a Bears problem, not a Sylvie yeah. problem. Yesterday was a oh, Sylvie gee, problem. Yeah. That's shame on me for for thinking that it was over. I got on the phone with someone and they told me I go, hey, what's up? They go, I'm sweating out this Cubs game. And I go, what do you mean you're sweating out the Cubs game? I go, what's the score? They go, it's 6-5. And I was just about pulling up into my driveway. I go, it's 6-5. to five. So then I ran down yeah. into the basement. It was the eighth inning. And so that's when I... to the baseball bomb shelter? Yeah. yeah basically. Look at you. First of all, the fact that you were talking to someone on your cell phone, is, 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 that's, that's news, newsworthy. 
Uh, look, a little bit, bit of advice for you tonight. I would suggest you tie on a good little buzz before oh, first pitch. I saw what you did there. Yeah, I would do that just to protect yourself. And then, and then like, you know what else I did to protect myself today? I, I played the Diamondbacks on the run line because I know the White Sox are worthless and that yeah. they were not going to help me. Not only did I know that the Diamondbacks would win the game, but the Diamondbacks would win by more than – the, the run that and, they would, and they were they were basically disinterested today as well. But it didn't matter because the White Sox, for the nineteenth time this season, did not have anyone in their lineup take a walk, and I don't believe they got anyone to third base today. Yeah, I, you're right. They did not. I heard Benetti say that late in the game. Um, so I, it's going to be interesting to see. I, I texted too after the game last night. Um, Boog, and oh, I said he had to be down. I don't think he was. I said, I, and I said to him what I, I said to you. I go, um, but I said with more description to Boog, I, I think I creeped him out. I said, um, hold me and tell me everything is going to be all right. And then he texted me back, it's going to be okay. Yeah. And then, of course, I texted him back and I said, you're lying to me. And then he said, no, it's going to be okay. And then I said, this is your first real introduction to Cubdom. Because he said, lose my number. <laughs> yes, he said, never text me lose, again. Lose my number, buddy. He said, you, what are you doing abusing this phone number? But remember, he came here in 2021, and then there was the sell-off, and he's never really been through any sort of a pennant race as the home voice of the Cubs. And even though they've won a World Series in 2016 – these moments still hurt. Well, you, you know, know why this hurts more? Because you you are absolutely on the, the, the floor of the ocean. You have drifted to the football abyss with your favorite football team. So you're clinging for anything right now. You're gasping for sports air. And when you get kicked in the nuts like you did last night, not even knowing what was going to happen, th- this one stings. This one stings more than normal. Well, the the last couple of years of Chicago sports have been – uh, as bad as as they've ever been, I think. Like record wise, twenty twenty two was one of the worst records uh, that we've seen in Chicago sports. I mean, it was the teardown of the Bears season. The Sox were a five hundred team. The Cubs were going through their rebuild. Um, it, it, you know, the Bulls were were a, a huge disappointment. You know how I feel about my Bulls. The Blackhawks were going through their rebuild. It was record-wise one of the worst Bulls seasons. And then 2023 has managed to almost upstage that. So, yeah, I have been through all of this. And then today, then, you know, um, the Bulls have, like, leaked this rumor that they're somehow in the Damian Lillard sweepstakes what? in the last week. Stop yourself. Do you, have you read some of the no, stuff in the I last mean, week or two? They're, no, they're, I, tr- I try to stay away from BS. Well, the Jake Fisher had it, and he's a pretty good NBA guy. Ooh, and, like, some of my, my buddies, um, Danny Tuckman, have, uh, from High Five, he's been texting me, and I'm like, what are the Bulls? The Bulls don't really have anything the Trailblazers are going to want. You got your guy, Javon Carter. Yeah. You got your guy, and then quickly the Bucks had to replace him, so they went out and traded for Dame. Like, that's the way it works. Right, and so today, like, no one had been really talking about the Bucks. Have you seen the Bucks anywhere in the rumors? Not. No. Nope, I have not. And then the Woj bomb dropped today in the middle of the Sox game when we're off the air. 
And then Jimmy went straight to social media to claim that there has been tampering, right? Isn't that what happened? Oh, did Jimmy? Did Jimmy? Oh, Jim, claim yeah. that Jimmy's did, going tampering. I'm sure Tyler has seen this. Tyler, yeah. have you seen yeah. that Jimmy's out that. there yep. claiming and tampering? Tyler Hero doubled down on it too. Really? Yeah, he said. Well, uh, what, what's Tyler Hero getting involved? Because wouldn't Tyler Hero be involved in the tra- in the trade for Dame? You would think. You, I mean, yeah, he would probably would have been one of the integral pieces going back to Portland, but maybe that just knows that he was in the know and somehow something went awry. The, the, everybody tampers in the NBA. Exactly. What is he talking that about? That is true. Right, right. Like the, the, the big signing that Look. the Bulls had for Lonzo Ball, they tampered. Come on, what do we all know? Jimmy is a great player and a guy you want on your team, but Jimmy craves the spotlight, and Jimmy likes to stir it up a little bit. I think this Jimmy is just, a little extra Jimmy special sauce out there right now on social media. Didn't Jimmy just send out like a, a social media video about how high gas prices are for filling up his Bugatti the other day? I did not see that. I, no. <laughs> and that's the essence of Jimmy. Yeah. Hey, uh, gas prices are high as I fill up the, the gas tank of my Bugatti. Yeah. Yeah, that's even know what rolling down too. my face right What now. was that? That's been memed like the this is effing highway robbery. That's been memed with this trade. Yeah. I mean, so now up to the north and like Giannis, like there's been some buzz. Hey, Giannis may be getting angry. Maybe Giannis is on the Bulls radar for becoming a a, a trade candidate here. No, this is what you do, especially in, in sports where stars have the leverage that they have. This is the Milwaukee Bucks listening to their most important player and basically giving him what he wants. Yeah. And that's the way you should run things if you've got a player of his caliber. So the, so my bulls are going nowhere. I, I, I'm still hopeful. Like, again, I could, flash, I, could, I could flash back to April and I could say, would I be happy that the Cubs are in it in the last five games of the season? Yes. But then I could also zoom in and say they had a four-game lead in the wild card race. They had a 6 nothing lead last night, and they, sh- they had a one-run lead in the eighth inning that they should have gotten out of on a, on a routine can of corn fly ball to Saya. And again, it's hard for me to really go after Saya. He should have caught it, yes, but you know he had another good game. He's, he, he's, he's done everything I've asked him to do ever since he was benched. Um, but it's been a disaster here yeah. in the last couple of weeks since... Really, the Colorado series. I thought you were in trouble even before then because Smiley was was doing some magical stuff because I only think he threw maybe two strikes the entire inning, but yet he was on the cusp of getting out of that inning. He kept spiking the ball. Yeah, it was like he was was spiking touchdowns. Yeah, Yeah. and it was almost like he was nervous and, and like the anxiety of the moment was getting to him. And I know, you know, he was, he had a couple guys, I think, that went one, two, three, go sit down. And I don't think he threw either one of them a strike. Mm-mm. So it was like a really weird. I watched it. I got home and turned it on. And I was going to send you something to try to lighten the mood, but I decided against oh, it. Yeah, oh, yeah. It's, thanks. I did send Merck a text. I said, now you know what it's like to be a Reds fan in, in modern day. That was in the group. But that's not. I mean, what do you mean? That, yeah, that, it that, is. The Reds took a nine-run lead. The Reds blew a nine-run lead last week, my friend. They gave up 14 straight. Yeah, that's the way it now is. Now you know what it's like to be a Reds fan. That's Poor right. you. In this in this day and age. Poor you. Yeah, that's right. It it was it really was. It, it brought back flashbacks. I don't know if you saw what I tweeted. 
the Bram Brown play was, uh, and I think Patrick Finley had the day, exact days on this. W- were you alive, Tyler, for the Bram Brown play? I would have been. So it's 25 years and three days, so I would have right. been like a year old. A one-year-old. So obviously months, you have yeah. no recollection of it. The Cubs were a, a, a surprise team in that 98 season. 97, they were awful. They started that 90 season off, 97 season like the Bears. They had a 13-game losing streak. It was the year in 97 uh, that Cap lived in the van. So they were awful in 97. No one in 98 thought the Cubs would compete. They were a surprise team. It was the great home run chase. Sammy hits 66 home runs. The Cubs uh, end up uh, getting to the wild card. But before that, like you thought they were maybe going to blow it because they blew a lead in Milwaukee and Brant Brown had a, a, an easy fly ball in left field. Brant Brown, I think, was a, a, a basically his real position was first base. And because Mark Grace was there, they, w- they had him out in the outfield and he was a really good hitter. Which, by the way, I didn't know this. I don't know if you knew this. Did you know Brant Brown is the hitting coach for the Marlins right now? I, uh, no, I found that out last night when somebody posted that online. Yeah. John Greenberg told me. So Brant Brown... At least he's not the outfield coach for the, uh, the team. Yes, exactly. Um, but you talk about time as a flat circle. Um, 1998, I'm covering the Bears. I'm driving back from Hallis Hall... I'm listening to the game on the radio, and it's 25 years, three days, as Tyler mentioned, and Brant Brown drops the fly ball. I'm banging the steering wheel in anger, and guess what the Bears' record was? What was that? I said careful with that. I I know. you hurt yourself. Guess what the Bears' record was when when he dropped the the fly ball? (sighs) 0-6. Oh, oh, and six. It was September. It was oh. 25 years oh, ago. Oh, and three. Oh, and three. Yeah. Just like they are today. And by the way, they were coming off a loss against Tampa. Wow. Well, maybe, maybe How they weird were. weird is that? Maybe they were 0 oh and three in the preseason as well. So maybe they were 0 oh and six. You never There know. were four preseason right games back then. Yeah, but one of them didn't count. <laughs> that was uh, the, the first game that year was when Yurko got a game ball. They lost to. Uh, to uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars. Nice. The good but, kid. Yes. But, oh, I mean, how weird is that? 25 is. years ago, a dropped fly ball in a surprising Cubs pennant race, and the Bears were 0-3. 25 years later, history repeats itself. The Cubs in a surprising pennant race, and now Seiya Suzuki drops a fly ball and the Bears are 0-3. Well, this is evidence that we are actually living in a simulation because or, this couldn't happen naturally. Or that the Bears eternally suck. Okay, that, uh, you know what? That, I'll buy that as well. Are we going to play this classic Brown call? Right, yeah, gonna... yeah, to introduce Jesse, yes. I mean, this is, and this is classic. I was working for GN back in the day. And this is the infamous call from Pat Hughes and Ron Santo on the Cubs Radio Network and WGN Radio. Seven to five Cubs, bottom of the ninth. Two down, the Brewers have the bases loaded and a 2-2 count on the hitter. Here's the pitch. Swung on, fly ball, left field. Brant Brown going back. Brant Brown drops the ball. He drops the ball. Three runs will score. And the Brewers have beaten the Cubs. Happy anniversary. Happy anniversary. 
Boy, to hear Ronnie, like Ronnie was was the ultimate fan. Not only a Hall of Fame player, but Ronnie was the ultimate fan. And just to hear the angst in his voice. We were all Ron Santo last night. Big Cat was texting me last night, and he said he screamed like there was a snake in his room. I yes. I was in the basement. My wife is is up upstairs in the bedroom, and she said that she thought she heard an exorcism in the basement. That she could hear me screaming. I could not believe it. Could not believe it. Let's go to uh, Atlanta right now, where uh, Jesse Rogers is with the Cubs. And what was your react? Did you? I know you're not supposed to cheer or or really react in the press box. Did you have an outward yell or scream in the press box? Yeah, but it wasn't it wasn't very loud. But yes, I had like a grunt or something. Like, and I had a direct line from the press box to him. You know, I was like kind of on the I'm down the third base side, just a little bit of you know to the left of the catcher. So I'm looking right at right field, and I know on the replay it looks like maybe it's in the gap, you know, right off the bat. But I, I saw it right off the bat, and he was moving to get under. Like I never thought that was going to be a problem at all. So yes, there's a gas. And normally I don't tweet right after a play because I know there's, what, seven to 30-second delay sometimes. So I just did an oh-no, you know, the Ron Santo thing. I just did an oh-no tweet until the play played out on TV. But I, I was stunned. I was absolutely stunned. And had, we were having a beer afterwards, a few of the guys here. And you just think about the, the, the moment. Like, if it happens earlier in the game, you can recover. If it happens with a two-run lead, it's tied. Or three-run lead, Right. If it happens with one out, the guy on second may not score because he has to hold up. It's like everything just converged into this moment that just destroyed them. And, of course, Suzuki has to come up in the ninth, and I don't care what he said afterwards. He was checked out at that point. Wasn't surprised at the strikeout. But just a stunning moment. Probably the quietest locker room I've been in since, I don't know, 18 or 19 when things went south on the Cubs. Yeah, I think so. I think 18 or 19. When they, when they gave back a lead in September, um, really quiet last night. But I give Saya credit. He, he stood up and, and spoke, so did Smiley. But it doesn't take away the sting for sure. Yes, I, I, would, I was saying this to Sylvie earlier. Look, I'm sure there are some daubers down, and this is the most difficult loss of the season for them. But in, in, in difficult situations this, this year, this team has been very resilient. They've gotten down but haven't stayed down. Do you think this one will, will linger tonight, or do you believe they'll be able to, to show you that they can get past something like this again? Yeah, it's a really good question. I'd like to think they can get past it because it, these games are so important. You cannot uh, hang your head at all or, boom, the season's over on you. But I just don't know. I, I kind of wish they were playing someone else and moved on to another series against a lesser team. I mean, Jamison Tyon does fill up the strike zone, and all this team does on the other yeah. side is it. So whether it lingers or not may not have an impact if Tyon isn't, isn't on his game, Tommy. You're right, though, about, look, they've played their, their backs against the wall back at the trade deadline, right, and at various other times. So that feeling is in there. Right? That's one thing I talked to David Ross and some other players about today, this anxiety feeling they've had. They've had before. So maybe that's good. You can draw off that a little bit. Um, but the bottom line is you've got to show up in a big way at the plate because this Braves team can hit. We know that. We saw it last night, and six runs wasn't enough. So I, I, you, don't just, you just don't have time to hang your head, and, and I guess we'll, we'll be able to see early on if they are. You know, So I, I hope not, though, because this has been a resilient team so yeah. far. And, Jesse, like we know it's about pitching here, and Tyon's got a 505 earned run average. The next day, 
It's Strowman, isn't it? And yes. Strowman's ERA since that London game is one of the worst ERAs for a starting pitcher uh, in baseball. So it's not like they've got two guys on the mound that have really performed when you need them to perform. So, I, like, I, I'm a little apprehensive. Like, I'm I, I I'm still, like, I understand what Waddle is saying, but it's not like you've got go two go-to guys like Justin Steele and Kyle Hendricks that you want on the mound in the face of adversity. Oh, no, you don't. And, and look, we're not even talking about the bullpen yet, which has been yeah. the real problem down the stretch. I mean, that was the culprit last night. Every single reliever gave it back in some way. You know, Assad gives up the home run, uh, Quas gives up the double, and then what happened with Smiley getting those two guys on because he's not challenging guys because he really doesn't trust his stuff. He basically said that. He doesn't trust his stuff against a team like Atlanta. I, I mean, the, the, the moment called for an all-star setup man to be in there, but Leiter is hurting. He should be back. He's had a little bit of a prop, uh, back problem, so he should be back. Fulmer's down. Asley's down. So this is why I say if they don't hit these next two nights, I, I don't know how they win these games. Uh, look, they haven't won two to one, three to two games all year long. And now you're playing the Braves at home who are going for the all-time home run record as a team. They need six more home runs to tie the Twins for uh, the most home runs in a, in a single season. They just did that in 2019. So seven more home runs breaks that. So they have something to play for just in terms of some, some goals and things and also uh, home field advantage throughout the World Series. So it's not going to be easy on the mound. They're going to have to hit. I just don't see them winning a 3-2 game over the next two nights. Just on a positive note, they catch the Braves at a time where a couple of their starting pitchers are out, right? So what can you yep. tell yep. us about who's starting tonight and then tomorrow, I think, is undecided for the Braves, isn't it? Yeah, they're sort of going day by day. Yeah, Vines, I don't know a lot about him. <laughs> you know, he's, he's, got a, he's a 4 ERA guy. Um, he's just filling a spot right now. It, it, it's almost like they're they're giving away the moment on the mound because they're they're rearranging things for for the next you know for the first round of the playoffs they're going to miss Strider I mean getting they got to Elder Bryce Elder who's a rookie but he made the All Star team you, you scored on him and and so you had a chance to win that game against an All Star now you got two guys that are, are more than likely tomorrow are not your regular guys you're missing Strider you're missing Charlie Morton who's hurt yeah the opportunity has been there last night. And certainly will be there tonight and tomorrow at the plate. That's why, you know, if Tyant can keep in a four or five, you, you're going to have to score five or six yourself. And of course, I, again, I worry more about the bullpen than anything else. It's just, it's just a disaster. I'm sorry. And, and Jed's going to have to look in the mirror, and I think he will. He just did not do enough. Forget about March. He could have done more in late July. It would have probably cost him a little bit. But the bottom line is these injuries and ineffectiveness have come back to haunt them. Even the usage on Lighter and Owsley probably have led to some of their injuries. So no one's no one's um, uh, abstained from you know uh, fault here because Ross wrote some guys as well and you know this is where you end up with guys that are tired and just not getting the job done. Dude, speaking of Jed, did he speak today? No, I think he will. He's behind the cage watching batting practice, so he might come over a little bit in a little bit and talk. We were talking yesterday, and he was just having some fun with it all. He's like, oh, you know, <laughs> rooting for the White Sox, for example, and just. Just kind of the oddity of, of, of September he was talking about, and it kind of thinking back now. I mean, like the Astros losing to the Royals, and then the way that game goes last night, I'm sure it, it, he'll just repeat that. Like it's just it's crazy how baseball can go, especially at the end of the season. It, it things even out a lot at the end because of, of of guys that are you know banged up, whether it be position players that are tired, pitchers that are banged up, and you can't really there's no good formula. 
like, you know, the Cubs should have beat this team. They should have beat that team. Look at the Marlins today. They're already losing big to the, to the Mets when they uh, control their own destiny now. The Cubs, after last night, don't control their own destiny. So um, who knows what's going to happen here. But I know Jed's just shaking his head. It's sort of just some of the crazy things that have happened the last couple of weeks. I, I mentioned uh, to you earlier we were uh, talking about uh, David Ross, and, and you were yeah. pretty passionate that you don't understand where the criticism is coming from from Cubs fans. A lot of Cubs fans have not liked the way he's managed. They didn't like the early pinch running. They don't like the bunts. Uh, they have blamed him for a lot of the downfalls here. What, what can you tell the Cubs fans who are down on David Ross with your rebuttal? Yeah, I think I appreciate the, the chance to do that because I was getting a little testy on, on Twitter or X, whatever, today with some fans because I try to answer people. But criticism is okay. It's just when it goes over the top, right? I, I, the, the game came down to those relievers. Um, yeah, I didn't love the bunt. I didn't love the bunt, but I understood a little bit. Master Boney doesn't hit against lefties very often. They're just trying to get that extra run. I even understood PCA. You're showing some urgency getting him in the game in the fourth inning leading six to nothing, trying to lock it down. And then when the lead dwindled, he tried to get some more offense with wisdom in there. I, I understand a lot of things he's doing. Yes, we can dissect a pitching move here or there or a bunt move like you could with every single manager in the game. But I don't think, bottom line, David Ross has held this team back. They're, what, 82 and 75? Who thought that? I, I, I always said that this was around their max. I think you agreed, so 82, 83, 84. Yeah. And they're mm-hmm. going to do that. They're going to reach their max with a less-than roster. Look at the Braves. I mean, my God, it's night and day, and yet they could both be in the playoffs. So I, I just don't understand the over-the-top criticism, people calling for his head. You know, if you want to put him on probation for next year and keep an eye on him, sure. But this team, and I'll finish it with this, this team has always been built to second-guess this their manager this year because it's not it's not the, the, the most deep offense and it's not the deepest bullpen. There's just more areas of this team that were built to second-guess their manager, and that certainly has occurred all year. Anything of note in their lineup tonight, Jess? Well, the, the return of Jamer Candelario, and that's big if he's healthy and, and doesn't need four or five games to lock in because he really was that second cleanup hitter from the left side. You guys know how I feel about left-handed hitting. You had Bellinger at four. He's at seven. It just fit um, going back a few weeks, or certainly while he was going hot. You know, he got hurt. And he tried to play through it, so his cold spell was because of that. With Candelario back in, he's at first. Master Boney, who had three hits last night, he's 11 for his like last 19 or 20. He's back at third base. It just feels a little bit lengthier now in the lineup with Candelario back. I watched Adbert Alzale throw a live batting practice, and he looked good. He said that he thinks he'll be back on Friday. But again, in both cases, can they lock in right away uh, in time to help this team? I guess we'll find out with Candelario tonight. How how about this, fellas? Like, and I know you guys all know this, but everybody in the 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 Braves lineup tonight has at least seventeen home runs on the season. <laughs> everybody, not, everybody, not five or six. Everybody, every, everybody going to the dish tonight has at least seventeen home runs. They all have twenty or more, except for Harris and and what is it, Arcia? Yeah, it's crazy. I think it's so. crazy. Yeah, you know that's why Drew Smiley last night. Look, I give him credit for being honest. You saw the pit. I mean, some of his pitches were were terrible, right? Well, in some ways, it was by design. Now, I don't think he wanted to throw at fifty five feet, but he did not want to give in to any of those guys. Um, he did not want to challenge them. He he was trying to just finesse an inning 
and he almost got there. He almost got there, but when you walk two guys, you throw two wild pitches, you are setting yourself up for disaster, although he just got a lazy fly ball, but it just it did come back to haunt him. But that's my point. Like At that moment, you should have some all-star 100-mile-an-hour reliever in the game. The Cubs just don't have it, and the one they have has been on the injured list, and the other one who's been decent enough, Mark Leiter, was, was hurting. So, yeah, it's, it's crazy how good that Braves lineup is, and it's going up against a, a pitching staff that is just on fumes right now. Really quick, Jesse, you mentioned yeah. the quietness of the, uh, the, the clubhouse last night. Have you peeked in there today, and do, what, what does the body language look like today? Definitely better, definitely better. Quick conversations with um, PCA and Dansby Swanson and uh, a couple of the other leaders, Nico. Definitely better today. I think they understand it. Like, like, look, that's fluky. Once in a blue moon that happens. 25 years, I guess, every 25 years. Yeah. And so it, it, it did feel better. It did feel better today. Um, Swanson's got to be better, speaking of him. You know, 0 for 4 in his return last night. He's not hitting well this month. Like, come on. Like, it's time to step up. You know, it's weird. Real quick. Bellinger and Swanson are two of the worst hitters in the clutch for the Cubs. Now, they've had big moments early in games and stuff like that, but when you talk about late and close games and all that stuff, they have not hit, and that's not good when you talk about two of the guys in the middle of that order. Yeah, I, I, I love what Swanson has done for the Cubs this year, but there have been a lot of moments late in the year where he's he sort of has been missing in a couple of these games when he has had moments to come through, the Arizona series was a really tough one. I think Colorado he struggled too. Like those were like it's not just this one game. Like there were yeah. these these the these last couple of weeks where they've had moments where they could have won a couple of extra games where they'd be in a much better situation. Remember, it was a four game lead and and I think Waddle had them in punched their ticket like with an eighty five percent chance to make the postseason and uh and they've created a mess for them. So that is so you can look at one game and you can look at this Atlanta game, but they they have uh, it's been a a tougher two weeks here. Pittsburgh too. Remember that the yeah. Pittsburgh series. Yeah, you, now look, I wonder, and Tommy, you can speak to this. The the athlete and the, and the rest, you know, all this stuff. Like if you draw a straight line back to Labor Day week, they play day night, day night, day night, and they have not been the same since. Now, I get it, million dollar athletes, but if you are five percent less of yourself. Yeah. Going against uh, up against teams that are not five percent less, like you're at a disadvantage. I just wonder. Talk to Jed after the season, like what he thinks about those things, because that's something different for Dansby Swanson dealing with all this um, this kind of a schedule with the Cubs. They have a moment after London, they weren't as good, and nobody plays more day games or day night day night than the Cubs. I'm not making an excuse. I'm just saying why is Swanson struggling? Is it things like that which? The Cubs will have to um, uh, address moving forward because he likes to play 160, 162. So all of this is baked into the into the whole thing here, and we'll we'll see how it turns out. I don't feel great about the ending here now that they don't control their destiny, but I guarantee you the Marlins are not winning out like today. So the Cubs still have a good shot. Good stuff, Jesse. Thank Thanks, you. Yes. Okay, boys, have a good one. Talk to you later. There's Jesse Rogers brought to you by our local Chicagoland Toyota dealers. Toyota, let's go places. And uh, we will go uh, to talk about some of the Bears uh, issues. Uh, Matt Eberflew spoke today. Justin Fields spoke today. Not long, though. Did he? Did he speak today? Not long. Okay. No, he, he, it, was, it was interesting. 
I know you have some thoughts about that. We'll get to all of that. And Michael Wilbon joins us coming up at 5. If you want to weigh in, 312-332-3776. Hello, friends. It's your buddy Tom Waddle here. And guess what? I drive a Hawk proudly. Stop by and see my friends at Hawk Mazda at their all-new state-of-the-art facility on Route 59 in Caton Farm Road. And choose from a huge selection of new Mazda models in stock and ready to drive home today. Drive home a brand new Mazda CX-30 preferred for just $269 per month and nobody will pay you more for your trade-in. So drive what I drive. Drive a Hawk. Hawk Mazda on Route 59 in Caton Farm Road or check them out online at hawkmazda.com plus tax title license and dock fee. 36-month lease for 4000 down. Stock number M230925. Follow Chicago's Home for Sports on Twitch at ESPN 1000 Chicago. Waddle and Sylvie are back on Chicago's Home for Sports, ESPN Chicago. Just you mentioned Darnell Mooney. What what can you do specifically to kind of get him more involved in the game plan? He hasn't maybe been as impactful as obviously you would maybe like him to be. I mean, yeah. Uh, he knows he's going to get the ball when he plays for him. I mean... I feel like you call a play for DJ, y'all say we're not getting the ball to DJ enough, and then, of course, Moon, and then next is going to be Chase, and it's going to be cold. So it's like we have a lot of playmakers on offense. So, you know, everybody's not going to be able to get 15 targets a game. Like, we got to spread the love around. So, um, yeah, I mean, certain instances where they do put two people on DJ, then, you know, Moon, Chase, or, you know, Cole might get it or something like that. So, um, you know, just, just, just spreading the ball out. And, uh, of course, you know, wanting to get a – Wanted, wanted to get the ball, you know, in our playmakers' hands, you know, when that opportunity is available. There's uh, Justin Fields. Yeah, he's, he, you realize he's been targeted all of one time since the last two in the last two games. He hasn't had a catch since Week One against Green Bay when he had four catches for 53 yards and a touchdown. Like, uh, look, I, I think it's a valid question. What, what's going on here? And, and maybe it's it's a valid question to ask Luke Etsy when he meets the media tomorrow sure. as well. Well, he was moody, and and you'd expect him. I mean, you know his 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 football life has done a, a one eighty here. No question. We're we're like he's 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 the franchise, and now like in a matter of three games, uh, like the world is talking about it, it, are the Bears and him headed for a divorce, uh, and and they're coming at him in in numerous ways. But yes, um, he, like the way it's phrased about. Um, well, you want to know about Mooney, and then you want to know about DJ. My, my point is, and I think it's a Luke Etsy and it's a Justin Fields question, it's it's an offensive question, is nobody has been targeted. No, no, no. <laughs> that, that's what, like, like what, what, what do you mean about, like, uh, DJ Moore isn't even averaging 60 yards per game. Think about this. That's criminal. Well. It is criminal. Think about this. Meller pointed this out first uh, on Monday of everybody that I heard. And, and again, put it into context when, when, we're, when we're talking about Darnell Mooney not having a catch for the last two weeks. They were down 34 to nothing at the half and 41 to nothing after three quarters. And at the end of the day, you would think, you know, that's a great opportunity, as we've said, to pad some stats and stack some numbers. At the end of the day, Justin had 99 yards passing, and, and Darnell Mooney did not have a catch. No, I know. That, like nobody, likely, nobody has numbers. Nobody, the like the, the, the numbers happened. are shockingly low. For, for, like, nobody has targets. Nobody has numbers. Nobody has rushing yards. The offense stinks. Well, here's, here, here's your, your situation. You're going into this game on Sunday. 
against the Broncos defense that is averaging giving up 458 yards and 41 points per game, and they give up 281 passing yards per game. If there was ever an opportunity for a Bears offense to have a good day and build a little bit of confidence, this would be the moment. Yes. yes. The Bears offense sucks. It does. Well, and right, then, like, like, it's you, true. Like, I know it's the, adi- like, the attitude is unnecessary, but I understand he's stressed out right now. Jimmy yeah, on the north 20, side listen, wants to. Oh. You're right. He's 24 years old, and his football world, as you said, has been turned upside down. Part of me completely understands the, the, you know, where he's at. Jimmy on the north side wanted to talk about that. What's up, Jimmy? How's it going, fellas? How are we? Everything's good. What's on your mind? Um, I, so I watched that uh, the press conference, and, I mean, I know if you're going to assign blame to anybody right now, I think it's ridiculous. But, um, you know, from my perspective, Justin Fields, you got to drop the poor me routine, bud. Like, you know, the next 14 – games like it or not fair or not are going to kind of define the path of your career to some extent particularly yep. when it comes to the Chicago Bears yep. and he's got to step in and and do you know stop with the moping face and you know you you don't have to look see the look in everybody's eye but you know you got to you got to step up and and you know guys I've listened to you for a long time in the last 2 days I'm sensing utter disdain for this team and, frankly, for this city. This has got to be the worst stretch in the history of Chicago sports. Do you guys not agree with that? The last couple of years, it's, it's up there. Yeah. You, live in the, you know, we all live in the moment, Jimmy. Of course we do. So it feels like right. this is, it's never been worse than now. But, again, like I said to you yesterday, if we get to Sunday about 4 o'clock, and the the Broncos have hung 30 on us, and we've scored 15, you're going to feel worse then than you do right now. So On Monday, you guys were talking about rock bottom. We are at rock bottom, but we're cratering through it right, and right. setting a new rock bottom every single day with every waking moment. And frankly, I blame ownership. This, this own, these owners are not in the cash position to feel the competitive team in the modern NFL. Okay, they've spent literally the minimum amount the last three years. They have literally the least amount of money in 2024 and 2025 in cash and salaries to, to players. And to put that in perspective, that's $400 million less than the New Orleans Saints. And the Seattle Seahawks are not far behind. Winning Jim, franchise. Jimmy, you, you know what? It's a great point. Part of me believes that it was done intentionally, at least recently, so that they could be poised to kind of leap from this position forward. Again, that is a leap of faith. And I'm not going to sit here and tell you that they're going to be able to do it. But I do believe the thing that, that uh, that I appreciate from Ryan Poles the most at the moment is that from a a salary standpoint and from a a draft pick, you know, the draft currency perspective, they are in a good situation. Now you've got to spend your money on good players and you've got to draft good players. You are in a really good place to take an enormous step forward, but here's where the player evaluation and the player development has to take over. Yes, they have to They have to start, uh, again, assigning impact players, yes. players who make impacts. All right, uh, coming up next, we'll talk to Michael Wilbon. I had a question for everyone uh, on Twitter yesterday. What was the worst loss we've seen a team have 
over the last 72 hours or so, maybe it's been longer than that even? Was it the Notre Dame loss against Ohio State and the way they lost? Was it the blowout fashion and the embarrassment that the Bears lost to the Chiefs? Or was it the way the Cubs lost last night? We'll ask Wilbon that question coming up next.